Uh, what, a bottle opener? No, I got one. Look. Oh. I'm show off, about to show off right Yeah, now. you want to compare bottle openers? Yeah. Mine's probably cooler. Oh, shit. We have the exact same bottle opener. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I got this as a gift. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. You got, a, you got a silver one. I got a blank. Yeah. Blank Where's one. yours from? I have no idea. I got it. I think Rachel got it for me at one point. Mine's from the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. Oh. Although they make one, they have one of these exact things in every single hotel and they just have this, I think they just changed the logo. Yeah. I mean, it looks pretty much the same as mine. In case you're wondering, we're looking at our respective wallet size bottle openers, which mm-hmm. are in the shape of the Ace of Spades. That's right. So it's like a playing card with the center spade shape cut out to help you open your bottles pen and teller's favorite card that's not true what are there again four of clubs or something? three of clubs three of clubs that's yeah what it is. not the ace of spades that, imagine how lame that would be though <laughs> they're like yeah you know we just think the ace of spades is real cool pretty cool yeah <laughs> i think the reason for the three for using the three of clubs so often so in a pen and teller trick you know if there's a card to be revealed and it's forced, most likely it'll end up being the three of clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their reason for that is apparently that it's readable on camera. Yeah. It looks good on camera, which I don't... I don't think it's any more readable than any other card, which is black. And especially not any of a three. In fact... Or two. And also... And an ace is surely the most readable anyway. Well, uh, yeah. Well, hang on. Now that I'm really thinking about it, three is not a terribly readable number because it looks like eight. First of all, not that I guess that matters. No, I think it's the dots in the middle. You know, it goes boop, boop, boop down the center. And I think they oh. think that, for whatever reason, it could just be it looks good on camera. I don't know. Or it could just be your favorite fucking car. Yeah, who, maybe yeah. it's just that. Maybe you don't have to have a fucking reason made up for everything. Well, my reason for it is that when Bob Dylan did a card trick once uh, in the autobiography of uh, blah, blah, blah. It was the three of clubs, so... We tried to get cards with uh, Billy the Mime's face <laughs> painted on them. You know fucking Billy the Mime? Dude, Billy the Mime is running his own fucking ARG on Instagram. I think I've told you this. Uh, possibly. Yeah, if you follow... If anyone wants to follow Billy the Mime, friend of uh, Penn and Teller... And nobody else, it seems. He's the most obscure artist that they've ever turned me on to. Like, I, yeah. I, I am a follower of Billy the Mime on Instagram... And he's got like three likes. I have a bigger Instagram account than Billy the Mime does. <laughs> I remember uh, when I was listening to, when I started getting into my pen in uh, England, you know, I assume Billy the Mime must be like some local, obviously not not like a household name, but a bit like maybe a Piff the Magic Dragon, right? But no, then yeah. I looked him up and I'm like, oh no, he's, he's like doing support, he's supporting like fucking Tony Hinchcliffe. <laughs> if that Some like you can't find club. the motherfucker anywhere like you go yeah. on youtube you're gonna find like an old thing from the green room with paul provenza maybe right. and that's probably an episode pen was on and he like put it in his contract that they had to get billy on the mime. my rider yeah well i but, need well, a whole lot of blueberries and billy the mime in my dressing room oh my god dude i blueberries. yeah i was back in his blueberry days <laughs> just blueberries blueberry nights yeah. you ever see that movie <laughs> There's a movie Wong, called Blueberry Nights. Wong Kar Wise. Oh no. With Nora Jones. No. No. It's true. You know you know Nora Jones is the daughter of Ravi Shankar? Yes, I did know that. Yeah. But I kept getting uh getting her confused because Quincy Jones, I believe, also has a daughter. Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. Yeah. yeah and neither of them. Would you, you would expect to be Quincy Jones' daughter? No. Just off the top of your head, I was kind of surprised when I found yeah. out. 
Um, so yeah, yeah. But I did know that Nora Jones was also someone's daughter, Ravi Shankar. There Ravi Shankar, yeah. yeah. Which is odd because she, she looks quite white to me, and, and also she's not very good at playing the sitar. So I hear she sucks at it. Yeah. It's known. Yeah, and she well doesn't known. play. She doesn't play sitar music or nothing. That guy was no influence on her, and she didn't even fucking be like, "Yeah, I'm Nora Shankar." She <laughs> Jones. She like disavowed the guy. <laughs> yeah, normally Just, when you when you take a stage name, don't you sort of uh, yeah, you did, take the most interesting one. Yeah, <laughs> Jones. It's, it is. It's odd though, because I'm like, did did Ravi Shankar do something wrong? As far as I'm know, he's like well respected. He's not disgraced, is he? No, but he was probably a pretty lousy dad if, you know, whenever you got your friends around, he just like, <laughs> they could just hear a sitar <laughs> all over the house. <laughs> She's like, can I take piano lessons? <laughs> no. <laughs> we have all these sitars you can use. <laughs> I hate you, dad. Yeah. I hate you and I hate the sitar. The I'm going to do kids. adult contemporary. <laughs> all the other kids playing their pianos. I'm looking in wistfully through the windows while my dad's <laughs> brandishing a sitar behind me, a child-sized one. What is she? I mean, like, what would you call her music? I guess adult, Nora Jones? Adult yeah. contemporary, right? Soft jazz? Something like that. The kind of thing you might get in Starbucks. Very much. It's yeah. Starbucks music. That's kind of their own... Them and uh, what's the fucking you raise me up? Oh, really? Josh Groban, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sufjan Stevens. Oh, yeah, he's kind of like a weird crossover because he's still got the uh, like the indie people still like him, like he's still yeah. got some cred. He's not like Wilco, like only no. boring people like Wilco, but, but he's still, still he's, respected. He's, he's still one for the mums, though, isn't he? Um, maybe they would probably like him if you played them for him. Right. But I think, yeah, I'll Inoff- bet you they sell, I'll bet you they have sold like Carrie and Lowell in Starbucks and stuff like that. No, I don't know about that. That was the one that like won Grammys. Oh. Yeah. Beck became one for the moms too. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. He yeah. used to be so cool. Yeah. Who who are the other like mom bands? Mm. Coldplay for sure. Yeah. Um... My mom loves Coldplay, actually. My mom was yeah. Maroon 5 as well. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. another one. It's because they, they look at people like fucking Chris Martin and what's his name, Adam Levine, and they just want him to be like their son. Yeah. Is that, is that kind of thing? I think so. Oh, he seems like such a well-put-together nice boy. Yeah, exactly. They like <laughs> it. Well, I'm surprised that Sugar Ray hasn't taken off in that in that way because Mark McGrath is in the public eye, isn't he? As, uh, is he? Yeah, he's the host of Entertainment Tonight going on for years Wait, what? now. Yeah, Mark McGrath. Sugar Ray? Yeah. He's, is he the singer from Sugar Ray? Yeah. Every morning there's yeah, that, a hit. That yeah. One. yeah. See, the mums might not like that because that's a bit, you know, it's a bit raunchy, that song. Well, Sugar Ray also had like DJ scratches, but it was of the time. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's no, a little bit hardcore. Dude, you know what's crazy though? They, You are not wrong about them being raunchy because I watched some video online uh, where they they had found like some old long out of print VHS that was like basically pornographic but it was <laughs> with the sugar ray guys. Yes. Cause it was, it was like, uh, like, you know, like a porno about groupies where they were actually recording groupies, kind of like a VHS, like almost girls gone wildish type oh of thing. God, I bet that saged well. Oh my God. It's probably and, being played in court. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> if this guy, if that thing ever got bigger and it's out there, if that thing ever got any bigger, Mark McGrath would be tarred and feathered. Well, and, we're and, calling it now. Should we, should we start a cancellation? This has been around for years. I don't think. I mean, we could try, but I don't with think, our reach, you know, yeah, yeah it, it needs a, it needs a bit of kindling to catch fire. 
well, you know, so the embers are there. It's so it's not like like Mark McGrath isn't on there having sex with groupies or anything, but they kind of like cut groupie action, which is probably just staged pornography, and they kind of intercut it with interviews with bands talking candidly about groupies. Oh, that's a, that's a good idea. To be fair, yeah, for like a. Yeah. yeah, like kind of a straight to VHS porno type thing. But Mark McGrath is on there and he's literally saying he's like, yeah, you know, all our fa- all our groupies are like underage girls. They're like 15 and stuff. But I just say, you know, if there's grass on the field. Oh, we actually dropped that line. I swear to God, bro. He's like, he's I've, I don't oh, he's Lord. said that or like if it bleeds, it leads or something like that. Oh, but like Jesus. he was literally just openly talking about how often he loves to have sex with young girls on his oh, tours yeah saying it and laughing oh dear i'll tell you what else i'll tell you what else fucking marilyn manson well yeah you could see that motherfucker on like um dinner john favreau's trying to have dinner party oh god and marilyn manson and andy dick are on there and and andy <laughs> dick is like i'm over at manson's house and this poor girl comes in here with a sign just like I love your music and he pulls her in she looks scared like she's straight off the bus from Utah she's 18 at most and and Manson's like at most and then talking about all the sexually degrading things that the whole band did to her while Andy Dick looked on yeah well both of them have had their reckonings Jesus Christ like it's crazy how people are just like ha ha well, this wasn't, were, that, yeah. this wasn't that long ago. John Favreau is just nodding his head. I feel like it was it was so bad that John Favreau could get canceled just by proxy, just for airing it because <laughs> <laughs> it was his show. Remember Dinner for Five or whatever the yeah, fuck? That yeah, that was yeah. a terrible show. Yeah, absolutely. It was like a proto podcast, I suppose. It was worse than the Green Room. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was a bit wankier. Yeah, yeah. God, I remember that. It was aired on like late night on some fucking HBO, I think. Yeah, not in the UK. I think it was on like Paramount or something. Mm. When I couldn't sleep, but you know that would be on, and sometimes there'd be someone on it who I'd be like, "Oh, I'm interested in seeing," you know, Kevin Smith at dinner. Oh yeah, he hosted one. <laughs> I think he hosted one. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. No, he had like Stan being, Lee. Oh god, it was like all his buds. Yeah, no, I remember it being a really, really boring show. Well, yeah, I mean, but it, I think that was the start of uh, Favreau's food stuff, right? Because isn't he a big foodie? I mean, he made a movie about being a chef, but yeah. I don't know if he's a foodie. I mean, it looks like he might be. I think but. he must be because he made. I think he. I think he even talks about like he might have done the cooking in in Chef himself. <laughs> that that's someone whose career I don't fucking understand. John Favreau. It's something. Like, how isn't did it? it? That's one of those people where you're like, you did something, you know. Either you made a deal with the devil or something. I don't know, but it really is. He out curious. of nowhere, you know, he's auditioning. He apparently auditioned to be Joey in Friends. Okay, I could see that. <laughs> and then he ended up getting like a role. And I remember even back then, before I knew who he was for like Swingers or anything else, just thinking, ah, oh, this guy playing Monica's boyfriend is a terrible actor. Yeah, like, he's a really, really bad performer. And he had like this horrible. I don't know. There's something. I have weird things. Some things about people's faces really bother me, uh-huh. or or like the way they speak, and it's not their fault, obviously. Uh, but he, him, and Brett Easton Ellis have the exact same one, where it's almost like a, it's not a lisp, but it's oh, yeah. it's like a kind of soft lip or something like that. I don't know, yeah. but they just have like a kind of annoying, really annoying way of talking. Mm-hmm. And swingers drove me crazy yeah. because of it. 
but yeah, then suddenly, I don't know, you forget about him after what what was it, very bad things and swingers and all of that. And it's like, all was right. he in very was he in very bad things? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's all right. Yeah, this moment, fucking whatever. Glad he's gone. And then. All of a sudden, he's like the biggest director in Hollywood. Really, seemingly out of nowhere, isn't it? Where, how did he get Iron Man? I don't. How, who the, trusted him with Iron Man? Yeah, well, Kevin Feige apparently. Is that what happened? I, but I, they must but he be friends. Like it was from, his own. They must be project. friends from old. Yeah, it's it's curious, isn't it? Well, you know what it is. I'll bet maybe is that they really didn't have much to lose when it came to Iron Man, right? Because <sighs> Iron Man was kind of the first of those. Marvel movies and before that Marvel was in shit bankruptcy like that's why they have like that's why like Sony owns like the X-Men and Spider-Man is because uh, they were like just they were just throwing their shit out they didn't own anything they were licensing to everywhere they could I'm I'm aware of that but it was still I remember when it came out it was a huge movie it was like promoted really heavily yeah it must have had a huge budget I think it was almost like a Hail Mary where they were like I don't know fuck it let's just try it I don't yeah, know. one of the yeah. less popular Marvel characters, I would assume, before the movie, uh, it, it mm. wouldn't have been as big as even like you know the Fantastic Four, let alone the Hulk or anything like that. Yeah, or X Men for that matter. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. But then suddenly he's fucking all over the place, and he's he's doing like live action fucking yeah <laughs> Jungle Books and Lion Kings now. Yeah. He's just Disney, the Disney guy now. Yeah, I just saw him. I watched the opening ceremony of Avengers Campus at California Adventure, and there oh, he was. He texted me chatting about it. Looks shit. It does look shit. Why was everyone making such a big deal about that? I didn't. It's basically see just like a, a merch any... opportunity. It, I don't know anything no... about it. What, what's going on there? Did they have a ride. I think they've got like one kind of shite Spider-Man thing where you you, you shoot stuff. Is it a fucking ride though, or is this going to be like? Because remember, they had a big Star Wars thing, and it was it was truly just a big shopping mall. Wait, what? Like they like they've had a lot of things where they're like attractions like this, and Marvel stuff in particular, like in Tomorrowland. Oh, is right. it like that shit where they're like it's a it's an attraction, but it's actually like a little kid can go stand in front of a green screen and like get himself animated like he's Iron Man? And then, oh, I don't know. I think it's a bit more than that, but I don't think it's quite enough to be, be called a ride. But then again, oh. I haven't watched it. All I watched was like you know people talking about the area. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it looks like they got some Spider Man show where like someone in like honestly what looks like a really janky Spider Man costume <laughs> is up on the roof, you know, doing doing some like, and he's just, he's just doing. You know, I get that there's only so much a human can do, right? An actual human rather than a yeah. superhero. But you're sort of like, you know, standing on a crate and then doing like a backflip off it. And Woo! then sort of doing a somersault. And it is literally just a bunch of a crowd of people around watching this. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's like in, it's in sync to obviously some pre-recorded uh, yeah. dialogue. And it's just not very good. I, it's and but they that's I guess where the um, you see it in the documentary the Imaginarian documentary where they're like testing out in Burbank flinging some Spider-Man model across <laughs> the sky as just, if he's so at some point I guess this actor goes behind something and then they fling this Spider-Man model uh-huh. over to the other over to like another building. <laughs> that sounds like it doesn't look good in my like the way I'm picturing it. Sounds like shit. It's <laughs> it seems like a lot of effort went into it, and it's not quite worth all the effort that yeah. went into like building this thing that can be flung. Yeah, and you know presumably onto like a big trampoline or something onto yeah. a big safety net. 
And then I guess another guy dressed like Spider-Man sort of pops up yeah. on the other side yeah. and goes, hey, I did it. And it, it yeah. just looks like I'm picturing like a fucking rag doll, like just like a shitty. <laughs> like. No, they got it. They got it. So I guess most of the effort went into making it look kind of natural. Yeah. So like they got the weights of it right or whatever. So it looks vaguely human. Oh, that's but it shame. still is just something being flung across. I am the picturing sky. like the guy ducking behind a box and throwing a Spider-Man doll. <laughs> like- <laughs> no, it's a bit more than that, and a bit more expensive than that, obviously. Yeah. But it also is kind of just like okay, give us a fuck about this and then I don't know aside from that they had like a Doctor Strange show that I like skipped through because it looked terrible it's just like some again like kind of actor in kind of a janky costume standing in front of a door with like projection on it and going ooh ooh yes (laughs) make it you know it it honestly just looks Marvel stuff it also it's funny because it feels weirdly ill-timed because i know i'm i know there's going to be more marvel movies and shit but they've sort of come to a but bit it, of a conclusion and it they? feels like the moment is past and it might not be coming back well certainly for <laughs> like, avengers i mean this even is avengers like, even like avengers endgame felt like it was coming at the tail end of people being like oh i'm ready for these to be over like yeah. i'm still enjoying them but you know there was a sense of fatigue in the zeitgeist of the Marvel movies. And yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, obviously they got the numbers that would, they would like, they're not going to fucking build the Avengers campus without having some sturdy numbers to be like, people are still interested in this yeah. shit. But and Disney wouldn't fall on the wrong side of history in terms no, of not popularity. Usually. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know what though? They don't, I mean, unlike what? universal studios who goes all in on fast and the furious whenever they can, bro, they gave a fucking <laughs> bro. They gave a fucking whole land to transformers at uh like universal shanghai or something like that yeah whole (laughs) land not just one ride yeah they got the transformers ride at universal hollywood which i guess is a bit like the spider-man one in um orlando yeah the spider-man especially with the style they went for over there with like the kind of generically animated style that has a lot more staying power than fucking transformers yeah movies you know like i don't know well, but I'll that's why I'm not running Universal, obviously. I, I don't know what, yeah, what to fucking do. Fucking blind. Yeah. They got Harry Potter, though. That's that's probably going to stick around, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll say this. Fucking, um, you were just saying, like, everyone's making a big deal out of it. And I was like, I haven't seen anyone making a big deal out of it. But then I just remembered. I no, vaguely, you're not interested I vaguely, I vaguely scrolled by. So I, I was. I would never be interested in. It's like no, Star Wars theme parks, you know. Yeah, but it's like Star Wars land. Now I'm you're like, interested in veganism and fitness. Yeah, dude. Now I'm just getting fucking ripped up yeah. all day. I'm busy. Awful. I'm busy watching uh, my YouTubers. Oh, telling them I'm busy watching guys that are like huge arms, just counting like this when they fucking give me points. That's good that no one can see it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I'm into the theme park still. If they would build something fucking interesting. Like, are you excited about Avengers Campus? I'm not. No, but I bet people are. People love the Avengers. Yeah. Like, I'm excited they- about fucking... Uh, what's, the, what's the most excited? Uh, you know what I'm excited about is that fucking... Uh, I hope it still exists or like they didn't completely cancel it. But that that third gate at Universal, uh, that well, looks Nintendo? fucking sick. No, no, no. Oh, well, I am excited about that too. <laughs> Nintendo Land. That, oh, yeah. See, I'm fuck. Fuck you. I like theme park. I was so into that <laughs> Nintendo Land, and you were like, "It sucks, bullshit." <laughs> well, I saw videos from the Japanese one. I'm like, "Oh, this is shit." <laughs> it is kind of. No, it's it's not, not. It looks cool. It's not very good. And Universal Hollywood is not even getting all of it. 
<laughs> We're getting like one ride. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Universal Hollywood for you. Yep. They just got to do away with all those fucking lots where they're shooting Superstore and the fucking The Good Place and, and just fucking make it a full blown Z's theme park. We yeah, don't apparently they the, are. They're trying to get the uh, golf courses as well, supposedly. Yeah, thank God. We yeah. don't need that shit. We just need more rides. Yeah. Those rides, rides, dude, I'll bet you those theme parks generate more money than those fucking studios do. Maybe uh, that's not maybe that's not accurate. Now yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. But I don't think they shoot that much on the back lot anymore, except for like like you say, like NBC shows. Yeah. Get TV those the shows. fuck out of here. I don't think they here. shoot movies there, really. NBC, yeah, they don't need it really. Like those they those things are gonna start getting lower and lower budget as NBC disappears and just becomes Peacock in like the next fifteen <laughs> oh, years or God, so, you yeah. know. But anyway, anyway so well, uh, speak, oh well, no. What I was going to say is, I was thinking I haven't really heard anyone talking very excitedly about the Marvel Avengers campus because I just I thought it was just like I didn't think there was any ride or anything to it, and I was also kind of pissy still about like you know all the shit there. Like I I don't like what they're doing in California Adventure to begin with. I don't like that. What it has, are they doing to it? I mean, as far as I can tell, it's like never fucking, been good. It, no, it, <laughs> it could be though. That's the problem with it. It's yeah. like, it has the potential and they'll like get a glimmer of something cool. And then they're like, that's nah, done. That's done. So all that old Hollywood stuff that I like is like very clearly on the out, yeah, on the way out that's now. Gone. But, uh, but it's, anyway, it's so all IP now that's, that's yeah. Chapek and Niagara for you. Yeah. Hey man, they just love IP. They do. They do. I mean, and it's not even really Disney. I understand Disney bought Marvel, but yeah. it doesn't. That's not fucking Disney. To I me. got nothing in my you heart for I mean? Marvel. Yeah, I got nothing in my heart for fucking Marvel Land or Marvel Campus or whatever. And also, just the, it, it being called Avengers Campus, it just sounded to me like an extension of when they did like the fucking Marvel Zone on the top floor of the old Interventions Building in Tomorrowland, which was again, like I said, like stations where you can play the xbox 360 and they have like the lego <laughs> avengers game on there what, what it's was just the, shit <laughs> what was the last original ride they came up with original ride like you know i mean this, so Jesus. back in the day pirates of the caribbean Ages. and haunted mansion and big thunder mountain and stuff like they, they're original right space mountain uh what was the last one that was just an original ride it wasn't tied into a movie it wasn't ip based At disneyland any of them really well, yeah, dinosaur it, it, in uh, Orlando, but I think you even could argue that, that one is to, themed. Yeah, but um, it was built before the movie, and they just decided to to like redo it for the movie. I think, and and really not too much. No, it's like still its own right. They I didn't consider, call the thing. They didn't call the thing Aladar or no, anything they called like it that. Countdown were, to Extinction, the ride, which yeah. is a pretty fucking metal name that for is Disney. Metal. Ride. Um, well, you know, there is some debate. Like they say that, like um, they say that even like Matterhorn. That's just based was, on was promotional for some Disney mountain mountain climbing movie that was coming out that year, right. uh, but but I know what you mean. Like blatantly come on, join us with your friends. I don't think at Disneyland, at Disneyland at least, uh, definitely before I was born. Really? Yeah, because I mean, like the the last time I remember there being a big e ticket ride. Oh, that's not true. That's not true because California Adventure opened since I was born. So I'd say right. uh, Grizzly River Rapid Run. Yeah. Um, uh, um, well, California Screaming, which California is, is now IP. Screaming. It's now the Incredibles coaster. Yes. Incredicoaster. Uh, Cal- Soaring Over California. That's original, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Superstar Limo. 
<laughs> That's not technically IP, even though it has a. Uh, yeah, but it's basically IP of like Michael Eisner's fantasies. Yeah, <laughs> which is, his intellectual property is in the things that are actually inside his head. Yeah, when he sleeps, <laughs> his idea of California was just driving around and looking at Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> uh, let me think. What else? I guess. Um, I mean, Tower of Terror doesn't count because that was that was the Twilight, well, Twilight Zone. Zone. Yeah, so that doesn't count. Uh, yeah, that might be about it. And then, you know, various little rides, carnival rides and shit, like fucking... Oh, sure, yeah. But. Like, there, well, like, there was one called uh, the... I think it was called the Malaboomer or Malibu Madness or something like that. Malibu Madboomness? Yeah, the Madboom... <laughs> it was called... Uh, oh, I remember what it was called. It was called Mulholland Mayhem. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mulholland Madness. It was called Mulholland Madness, and then that got changed to be IP. They called it Goofy's Flight School. Oh, it's that one, the mm-hmm. kind of crazy mouse thing? Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, it's shit like that. The Golden Zephyr. Like, those are all technically original, but they're carnival rides. Well, they got a carnival ride that is, an, I don't know if it used to be called something else, but it's now called Inside Out's Emotional Whirlwind. Uh, and it's yeah. just one of those spinny fucking rides. Yeah. It's called the Emotional Whirlwind. Yep. Fucking, that's one for the grown ups. That's, that's dude, one I, for the fucking. <laughs> it looks cool at night from what I've heard. I've never seen it oh, at okay. night, but I've heard that all the little orbs glow. That's that fun. Sounds pretty sick. That's the kind of ride I would never go on, though. I fucking hate those things. I'd go on it if the line was one minute. Nah, man. But anyway. Mm. But what I was going to say, though, is, yeah, I'm trying to think of... Or, oh, before we get on to that, I guess, I was just laughing because when you said, like, oh, I've been seeing people so excited about it, I'm just thinking about it. I won't name them, but two di- different, uh, like, men in their you know, very much in their middle age yeah, are talking excitedly on Facebook about their adventures at, a, at Avengers campus. Well, there you go. And I, I'm telling, I'm telling you, they are, it seems almost like I'm like, do you live there? Cause it's like multiple posts over multiple days. They're talking about how excited they are about Avengers campus and talking about like, I went on the Spider-Man ride and the web slinging technology yeah. didn't hold up, which is why I thought maybe it was just like a screen thing. I think it is. Yeah. And but- then, and then they're all, but the thing that's funny is, is they're talking about all the characters they're getting to see. They're like, I got <laughs> to see Black Widow, Doctor Strange, and Captain America in one day. And then wow. someone in the comments is flexing on him being like, I saw all those plus, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Star-Lord. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and these are adults. These are yeah. much older than you or I, probably closer to you and I combined. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't understand getting excited by seeing like some actor dressed up as a character. Just go on Hollywood Boulevard, you can see all of them. I mean, I'm excited about it. I'm not excited enough about it to fucking post on it. <laughs> like, Seems a bit much. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's... speaking of cultural moments, though, this would have segued better when we were talking about NBC, but... Yeah. Uh, and John Favreau, for that matter. Yeah, we, I, I had perfect segues, but missed them all. Okay. Friends. Well, you, actually, you I, I was, I was, you know what? Let me say the segue that I was going to say earlier. Oh, uh, yeah. You were saying uh, John Favreau auditioned audition to be Joey. I was going to say, well, the way John Favreau looks now, he could probably audition to be Reunion Joey. I mean, probably <laughs> look be- he'd probably look better. Zing, boom. Because doesn't, doesn't, doesn't Joey look like shit now? 
Doesn't he look like no, a fucking a, well, mess? No, to me, he looks fine, actually. Like, he, he's put on weight, but he just looks like, you know, a kind of normal man in his 50s might look if they let themselves go a bit. You, see, you sent me a picture of him. He fucking looked like hell on earth. That was Matthew Perry. That's Chandler. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's a whole other story. I fucked Yeah, up. that guy is... Yeah, that guy's in a state. To the point where, like, that's all that anyone was talking about when, like, the trailers for the reunion came out. <laughs> because he was, like, slurring. He's, like, hunched over. He looks like an old man. Like, he's yeah. got that kind of physique now. That kind of yeah. like, old hunched over man physique. And uh, he's, like, slurring his words and not really speaking properly. And, uh, yeah, so everyone was talking about it and they're worried because, obviously, he had a history of like drug addiction like he was apparently apparently he was quite a mess yeah he was a mess during filming as well to the oh, point where during. yeah yeah to the point where at the end of season six i think when chandler proposes to monica right that's how it ends and then the start of the next season's like right after they get engaged uh-huh so it's the same scene but it's obviously filmed about i don't know a few months later, six months later. Okay. And uh, yeah, he, his weight has fluctuated so much in that time. That, wow. You know, it starts, so the beginning of the episode, they had obviously filmed when they filmed the ending of the last season. So then after the opening credits, he's suddenly, he's wearing the same outfit. He's, they've tried to do his hair the same way, but he's, I think, lost about like 30 pounds. Oh, he's thinner? He got thinner, yeah. Was he on coke or something or i'm not sure exactly how it works but his weight was just fluctuating like it would either oh, be yeah. really fat or really thin he's probably on pills honestly it, yeah it was vicodin yeah. i think i think he was a yeah. vicodin addict yeah. and an alcoholic uh but anyway yeah so he's had his he's had his troubles uh so then when he rocks up in this fucking reunion I've, no one's seen him for a while yeah he looks horrible and, and he barely speaks and he, he's all like kind of jittery and i guess enough people mentioned it that his reps or whatever came out and said it, it wasn't that he's he's totally fine like stop saying he's not he's totally fine he just had (laughs) an emergency dental surgery that day like the day of the reunion it's like you wouldn't schedule that for another fucking also wait what oh 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 i thought you meant i thought you meant the emergency dental surgery was how they were explaining away the weight fluctuations in the season oh no no that was back when they were filming no this is like wow No, no, no. So he had emergency dental surgery, yeah. which apparently that's why he was slurring and kind of out of it. But it's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> How much money went into this? That if he if he was slurring for one afternoon, they wouldn't have just fucking delayed that shooting day? Or delay the surgery, honestly. Like, I mean, yeah, oh, that's absurd. It that is a completely absurd. It doesn't quite add up. And then, yeah, like the, the photo I sent you is all these weird fucking things that he's started doing. Bear in mind, they were making a million, I think... I've I've had one or two million dollars per episode by the end of it. Uh, none of them need to work again in their life. But he now, for some reason, Matthew Perry is flogging like Redbubble merch of his own Chandler character. I don't know what Redbubble is. Redbubble is you know like custom merch basically. Okay. <laughs> so you upload a design and then they make oh, it. Oh okay. It, it looks like, like that anyway. Like it's kind of cheap. Cafe. Yeah, but he's yeah. modeling them himself. So it's like you know the friends fonts. But it's all like Chandler quotes. <laughs> what, are, what are some Chandler quotes? Well, the one that sticks in my mind is, could I be any more vaccinated? So it's oh. topical as well. <laughs> oh, when you sent me, I didn't realize that that was a Chandler quote when you sent it to me. Whoa. I thought it was just nonsense. 
Have you not seen Friends? Like I've been trying to talk here, but I don't think you've seen it, have you? Not really, no. Oh, for fuck's sake. What do you want from me? <laughs> one of the only people who hasn't got like a, a kind of familiarity with Friends. It's, 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 it's another one of those things where I'm like, Max, how have you not seen this thing that everyone you, you talk to, you just assume has? I mean, I feel like that's... I've definitely seen Friends, but I feel like that's deep knowledge to know that he walks around saying, could I be any more whatever? whatever. I assume that's... not usually vaccinated. <laughs> no, I don't think that gets mentioned in that's the not episode. not the verbatim quote that yeah. he says. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. He's, That's, he's, that can't be that big of a catch. That's probably like from one iconic episode or something. No, no. It's something that he... It's just, it's just the way he speaks. And then quite often in the show, other characters will... If they're trying to mock him or mimic him, they'll oh. talk like that. He should start doing other characters. He'd be like, oh, this smelly cat mm-hmm. got that. Hey, don't mistake me for a smelly cat just because I'm a bloated pillhead. <laughs> that should be on one of the shirts. Well, That's a Friends reference. It, yeah, it is. Smelly to, to cat, a different, a different character. Yeah. Well, I know it's not. He's not the smell. I mean, that's uh, Phoebe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I'm assuming you didn't watch the reunion then. <laughs> no, I got. I have a lot of seasons to catch up on before I make it to the reunion. <laughs> yeah, apparently you won't understand what's going on. Well, you should watch the reunion because just tell me what happens in it. I know the ex- basics of Friends. Well, they'll explain uh, <laughs> a lot of the reunion. <laughs> Obviously, they were like padding it. So yeah. basically. When they announced a Friends reunion, that brings to mind one thing, which is a new episode or some kind of some kind of extension to Friends. Like they they made it sound like such a big deal. That, oh my god, it's a, reun- a Friends reunion! Yeah. And then no, it's just it's just an interview, basically. It's not an episode of the show. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna have to explain fucking everything then. Yes, it's not. It's basically they just got them all back together rebuilt the sets for some reason so that they can walk around so inside just, the they're sets. they're being interviewed at Central Perk or whatever? Uh, at some point, yeah. Now, most of the interview... I mean, it's all over the place. I, I don't know w- what they were thinking. Apparently, they planned it before COVID and then COVID happened, so then they filmed it in like a month in... I think in April. I think they filmed it pretty recently and then cut it together very quickly to get it out, and it shows. So they get them all back and... The, it starts with them just sort of walking around the sets of like Monica's apartment or whatever and just going, wow, wow, oh yeah, that was right there. Wow, oh, oh. remember that that beam? Yeah, oh, wow. wow. And they're all sort of milling in and, you know, we're kind of getting a look at them and seeing how they look now. Uh, not great, obviously, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, so there's that, and then it cuts between that and them being interviewed by fucking James Corden, of all people, that's, outside. That's, sounds about right to me. Yeah. Why? What connection does he have to I feel like the people who fucking, like Friends probably like James Corden's bullshit. Think James Corden's <laughs> they think funny. that fucking, they love carpool karaoke it's and like shit. They couldn't have gone anyone who was more, you know, more relevant to them, or like more, at least around at the time. James Corden, I think, was probably a teenager at the time. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, it should have been someone from maybe like the executive producer or something. Well, they're sort of there. Yeah. And I think they ex- I think they produced the special as well. But anyway, so it cuts between that, you know, them kind of walking around the sets and looking at things and reminiscing and like clearly kind of uncomfortable around each other too. Like they're sort of playing up the bonhomie they had, but I don't think it's really there. I think they're all a little bit awkward and don't really know what to do. Yeah. Then it's... You know, some kind of staged interview in front of the fountains from the opening credit sequence. And then 
it fucking keeps cutting into like with, with breakneck speed and no real segueing whatsoever into all these uh, packages where like there's one where people around the world are talking about what friends means to them um just random people so it'll be like you know two guys in africa saying we're in africa and we like friends and we liked it when we were young <laughs> then like one guy there was a guy in india i think it was india anyway yeah who was talking about like how his dad died and you know, when his dad died, he was really sad and it gave him a lot of anxiety and he was really depressed and he sat in his room. Talks about that for quite a while and you're just sort of going, okay, well, what does this have to do with friends or whatever? And then like, sort of at the end, they cut to him saying, oh, I, and I like France too. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. And then the fucking Malala shows up. Oh, she a big friends fan? Apparently. Well, fucking apparently. should have been fucking kept her eye on her, her surroundings instead of on the TV, motherfucker. Zing. And, uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, but just sort of like, what? and then they have David Beckham like recounting his fam- favorite episode, literally like beat by beat. He's like, oh, it's great, this one. So what happens is that they're all in the apartment and they're waiting. Uh, Ross is waiting for them all to get ready to go out. But Joey has done this and then Chandler does that. And he's literally just beat by beat. Uh, reciting an episode of Friends that we have all seen. Well, maybe you wouldn't have, but yeah, most people are pretty familiar with that episode. And it's like, why the fuck am I watching David Beckham tell me what happens in this episode <laughs> while showing us clips of what's happening? It yeah. is, it's just like padding. It's like, did you not have enough stuff? And presumably they didn't. Um, what's, the, uh, what's the TRT on this, baby? It's about two hours. It's fucking oh long. <laughs> it's long as shit. It's really, really long and just... Uh, uncomfortable most of the time and not particularly interesting or enlightening in any way and then it just kind of ends and they, they get to have them do these fucking embarrassing things like they, there was a runway like a fa- James Corden in the James Corden part they have you know people coming out and modeling outfits from friends and those people are Cara Delevingne and Justin Bieber okay just dressed in costumes from friends this sounds in. crazy. This yeah. sounds like a fever dream. It really is bad. Uh, I guess I, I'm shocked to learn most of all that it wasn't. They didn't even do like a scene. They did. Like, a, like they even maybe even react an old scene. Well, that's kind of yeah. So there are bits where they're doing like table reads. Literally, just sitting with the script in front of them, reading out scenes. Okay, um, fine. Uh, yeah, it's not fine good enough. or worth watching, but. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I imagine the it. humor in that show probably doesn't hold up too well, anyway. So, like, I, what, like you're you're reading <laughs> you're reading twenty year old jokes, and they're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah," and clearly they're not really familiar with. I mean, that's another thing you get the impression is that they don't seem to really know the show that well. Like they've yeah, kind of forgotten about it and probably don't want to watch it again. The only exception to that is, I think, Joey Matt LeBlanc. He seems that's to shit, yeah. he seems to just be having a really good time and be really happy to be back mm-hmm. there. Uh, so let's, but yeah, all the let's, others, let's go so through the cast. You give me, tell me what they're looking like now, right. and like how they're, how they seem. So like, let's start with, um, well, Matthew Perry, we've talked about at length already. Yeah. Not looking. You say he guy. looks the worst of all of them. Yeah. Well, it's not so much looks. It's just like, th- there's something up, I think with him, you know, I, I don't think he's well. <laughs> okay. He um, seems, uh, yeah, kind of fucked up. David Gellick, uh, Swimmer. Roth, David Swimmer. David Swimmer. I mean, he looks sort of fine. He's clearly had some work done, but, uh, yeah, he came off. Okay. You know, 
He's, he's directing, I believe, these days, right? Like, I didn't think, he yeah, mostly. Movies? He's doing like theater as well. Yeah, okay. So he's doing well. Uh, I mean, Cor- they're all doing Courtney Cox well, Arquette. Yeah. Uh, she's weird. Like, she, she, well, first of all, yeah, a lot of work. So looks yeah. kind of like, has that kind of Janice Dickinson face, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, but that, not that that especially matters, but also you just get the impression. She's one of those people... I've seen behind the scenes stuff with her before or like interviews with her before. And she seems like one of those people who doesn't understand why something's funny. Right. So she's in the show and she's doing all these comedy bits, but she, you you get the impression she doesn't really know what being funny actually is. Yeah. It's just kind of like a coincidence for her that she happened to be. So, um, Matt LeBlanc, we've already decided is fine. Matt LeBlanc to me seems like he's the most well-adjusted of all of them. Uh, him and Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow. Well, I know. Uh, okay, so time. Lisa Kudrow was on The Leftovers, right? Was she? No, The Comeback. The Comeback. That's she wasn't on it. She created that, co-created that. Yeah. Yeah. And she I think she was in some in Curb episodes too, wasn't she? Uh, maybe not. Maybe I don't I'm remember just, her maybe being Maybe The Curb. Comeback is like Curb. David Schwimmer was in Curb. Um, maybe that's what it is. And then, so there were six friends, so then the sixth one must be Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Who's also just had a ton of work done, you can tell. Well, she's been out of the public eye. You like Now that you mention it, I'm like, where the Jennifer hell has Aniston? Jennifer Aniston been? Well, I mean... She, Last thing I remember her in was like the, one of those Adam Sandler movies, and that was maybe the, over, well over five years ago. Was she in like Blended or something? I don't know. What has she been up to? She used to be America's sweetheart, bro. Yeah. Even long after Friends, she was, like, beloved. Yeah, I know. She was in uh, the Horrible Bosses movies. Horrible Bosses? Yeah, that was, like, one of her more latter-day... Yeah. And that was 2011 that movie came out. Yeah, but, I mean, she's honestly not, like, a great actor. None of them are great actors or actresses. I'd argue that David Schwimmer is probably the better one. Like, if you watch back at episodes now, he's probably the... Him and Lisa Kudrow are quite good. Lisa Kudrow... Uh, she, she's kind of got one level, but she's good at that level, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah, and the comeback is probably the best thing any of them did after, yeah. uh, after Friends. You know, well, have you ever seen Run Fat Boy Run, starring Simon Pegg, directed <laughs> yeah, by David Schwimmer? <laughs> yep, I have. Uh, yeah, including that bizarrely. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> the comeback is fine actually. The comeback's quite good. Um, and what's the other one? I mean, Matt LeBlanc, he was in episodes, which is kind of shite. You, you ever see that show? It's on Showtime out here, but it's a British show, I think. Yeah, where he plays a twisted version of himself. You know, that kind of That's thing. That's fun. It's basically extras. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's very similar And he's to like extras. the Ricky Gervais character? No, he's playing himself. Oh, okay. He's playing Matt LeBlanc, who played Joey and Friends. Oh, so it's, it's like it's like Curb. It's like Curb. <laughs> yes, but it's not really because it's an entirely fictional. Like the the main characters are entirely fictional. Oh, okay. And it's yeah, but yeah, it's elements of that, I suppose. Yeah, it's basically like an extended episode of extras, you know, where fictional characters meet real life characters playing, you know, twisted versions of themselves. Yeah, there's no point in explaining episodes. I mean, it's it's not a great show. Anyway, well, I'll have to check out that reunion special. Sounds, uh, good. Sounds good. I think it's going to be lost on you. <laughs> I'm very familiar with Friends because you know I grew up watching it, um, and if it didn't impress me much, I don't. I don't see. I have, have to give it a go. <laughs> yeah, it I don't see fun. you having much fun with it. I uh, I've been busy. Also, I've been watching a lot of stuff. I've been watching the Hobbit movies. Oh God. Okay. Watched the first two. All right. 
Had you not seen them before? You didn't see them I've when seen they came the out? the second one only. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, what do you think? They're good. Oh, okay. I enjoy them. Really? Well, <laughs> I mean, they're okay. They're a little long. I'd say they don't need to be as long as they are. No, the book's not that fucking long. I don't know how we well, got nine hours. Well, the book is not long, but it's dense. The book is dense. Like there's a, you know, there's like a, a each each chapter is like a sequence. You know? I know, so, but if each Lord of the Rings book could get their own three hour movie, there's no reason yeah. the Hobbit couldn't be done in that time. Because uh, a lot well, of it fucking drags. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't hate that they did it in three movies, but I will say that there is a. Well, I will say this: there's a lot of stuff in the movies that's not in the book. <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. And and I'm watching it with Libby, and she's telling me like, "Oh, this is all just setting up Lord of the Rings," because I've never read Lord of the Rings. I'm reading it now, and I haven't seen the movies either. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yeah, th- this might have been cool, and you know, if if we were talking in. <laughs> Uh, who has not seen the fucking Lord of the... Uh, how did you avoid it? We've talked about this before, but I'm just like, how? You were about my age. Yeah. Where, so when, when it came out, we looked, were, what, 11, 10, 11? Yeah, it looked fucking boring. How did you not my see it? My older brother rented it, and I was like, What oh, else was stupid. there to watch at Christmas in the theaters? That was it. It was every year you got a Lord of the Rings movie. I wasn't going to the theaters on Christmas. No, Christmas time. <laughs> God, I'm getting frustrated now. It's a, it's a one day run. It's all you can only see it on Christmas Day. But I don't go to the theaters on Christmas Day. How was I supposed to see it? Jesus Christ. No, you didn't see the Harry Potter movies either, I expect. Uh, I saw some of them. No, oh, okay. I saw the third one and the last one, the very last one. That used to be like the best time of year. I know summers was when like the cool blockbusters came out, but my favorite time of year for movies was always Christmas time. Whatever they would decide to release then, that tended to be what I liked the most. Um, as far as going to the cinema, anyway. Mm-hmm. But then now I think it's mostly they release the Oscars movies around then. Yeah. Did the Harry Potter movies come out around Christmas? Yeah. And James mm-hmm. Bond movies always came out around Christmas. So. Like all those kind of like big franchise ones would tend to come out around then. Yeah, I just remember I saw the last Harry Potter movie with my girlfriend at the time, and uh, she was like crying the whole time because it was, I guess, because it was all over. <laughs> and I was just like, Ugh. "Yeah, it's not fucking." All this was over, this though, was right? not Shabazz. This no. was the girlfriend before her. Yeah, no, Harry Potter never fucking ends. They're still. Do- I mean, I don't know if I, I, now that J.K. Rowling has been canceled, I don't know if uh, it will keep going. Well, yeah, it's going to be difficult if... Because it seemed like it was going to endlessly continue. But she has such creative control over everything to do with Harry Potter. You don't think... If she is no longer, uh, what do you call it, marketable, sellable, Mm -hmm. then it's just going to stop. The thing is, I feel like... I could be wrong, but I, I feel like this cancellation is not going to go that far. I feel like because because it's it's an unfortunate intersection because the people who care most about the fact that you know whatever J.K. Rowling says or does is offensive or whatever, they also happen to be the like what house are you in millennial oh, Harry yeah, for Potter sure, yeah. 
So I think they're going to be just, I mean, shockingly, I think they're just going to be hypocritical and be like, I'm going to separate the art from the artist. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly, quite possibly. And, or, definitely... and they're, gonna, they're all just going to say like, I love the Harry Potter movies. I do not support J.K. Rowling, but I love the movies. And when a new one comes out that they want to see like the fucking magical pets and mystical creatures, they're going to be like... <laughs> Well, uh, you know, well, yeah, but that was a that was a double whammy though, because Johnny Depp was also in those, and then he got removed. Yeah, that's true. Because of, I mean, don't get me started on the whole. Serves her right for ousting my boy Johnny Depp. J.K. Rowling? No, she, she didn't. Oh, she uh, was, was like, I love him. Yeah, she actually <laughs> was kind of in his corner uh, when when the first movie came out and people were complaining about it. She said. You know, obviously, we took those accusations seriously, and we did a lot of investigation. And basically, we're very happy to have Johnny on board. Yeah, uh, which I think was it was maybe more ambiguous back then. And then that he lost that libel case in the UK, which people, including the studio, evidently took as like basically, oh well, that's him guilty then. Yeah, but it's not the it didn't he he didn't get found guilty of anything. All he lost he just lost the libel case. Yeah. Um, I mean, not not that I'm fucking here to defend Johnny Depp or whatever, but yeah. And then, so J.K. Rowling says some, what was it, turfy stuff? Is that what she's yeah. called now? Turf wizard? Um, yeah, she's the house turf. The house turf. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. Maybe maybe that'll be it. At least for Fantastic Beasts or whatever it's called. You know, maybe they'll just give up on that series. Well, they only made one, didn't they? I don't think they made a second one, did they? The two movies are out, and they're making the third now. What's and the second movie? I didn't. That it's complete? called Fantastic Beasts Two, I believe. Oh, I missed that one. I just remember the first one. I thought that's it was... the one which had Johnny Depp in it. Like, I did see that. I did see that one. Well, that was the that's the second one then. He oh only... no 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 sorry. I saw the first one. I did not see anything with Johnny Depp in it. Okay, well he is in the first one, but at he the just very like, turns end, up at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A twisty ending. He turns out to be uh, Colin Grindelwald. Farrell. Yeah. Wait, is it Colin Farrell turns into him? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Know. Which is kind of funny if you're a fan of the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Yeah. Because both Colin Farrell and Johnny Depp uh, turn into Heath Ledger. Or well, vice versa, actually. But hmm. anyway. Uh, yeah, all right. So that's Harry Potter told. Don't have much more to say about that. So you've been watching the, Har- uh, the Hobbit movies? Yeah. Yeah. I saw. I, I only saw the first two in the theaters, and I thought they were gash, so I didn't bother with the third one. Yeah, I will say that toward the end of the second one, I was like, "All right, boys, let's wrap it up. Let's, we don't need to be because I'm there. The last it's a two and a half hour movie, maybe even a little bit longer. They're like two forty. Yeah, that's pretty long. And and I'd say the last half an hour is them going through this elaborate set piece like sequence to try to kill smaug the dragon yeah by drenching him in uh melted urine. gold oh right yeah yeah you're well yeah they're giving him a true golden shower because <laughs> they're melting down all of his gold and 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 whatevering him in it but it makes no fucking sense because i'm like well i know that that definitely did not happen in the book one but two i'm also like well i know that that there's a third movie and I know that Smaug features prominently. Like I know that I know that he's not gonna die this way. Yeah. And everyone presumably watching probably knows he's not gonna die this way. So why are we spending so much screen time melting him in gold? It literally 30 minutes. <laughs> and you know what happens? They cover him in the gold, and then it looks like a big victorious moment, and then he just breaks out of the gold and flies away, and then the movie ends. Yeah. 
complete waste of time. <laughs> you tell and the him. movie was already feature length. Well, you know that, but he had a ton of trouble with it, Peter Jackson. Like those those movies. The dragon wouldn't cooperate on set. No, dude, like he was on pills. <laughs> doing that trilogy, he had a whole bunch of trouble. He didn't know what he was doing, basically. Like they didn't mm. have it written. Like it wasn't really planned out well, and it was all really rushed. And there's this um, like a whole. I don't know if it's a documentary or like a featurette about that. So it's Peter Jackson running around on set, being like, "I'm fucking confused." <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's so funny to watch because it's mm. you know like the biggest director. Because it was going to be Guillermo del Toro doing those movies. Oh, that's interesting. It was going to be him. And then for whatever reason, it fell through with him. And so they brought Peter Jackson back. Or Peter yeah. Jackson became available to do it or agreed to do it. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of, everyone was really happy about. Yeah. But apparently it was so rushed and so fraught with trouble that, that yeah, there is footage of Peter Jackson just running around on set being fucking, like, oh, I don't know what this is even. He's like yeah. looking at some plot, <laughs> uh, some prop or something. He's like, what's this for? What's this set? Like, <laughs> Have we made something up here? Like That's yeah. funny. So that explains presumably why the movie is a bit of a fucking state. Uh, yeah, I mean the movie's not incoherent or anything. Although I will say like watching it, I did look at it being like this movie looks hard to make. Because I'm like, oh my god, they must have had to go to so many locations. I don't think so. Mixed, mixed with was, so much CGI. I think it was mostly on sound stages in New Zealand. Oh, no, there's tons of... I mean, unless most special the, effects have gotten a lot further than I think they have. They, they yeah, looked most, like they most were, of the big sequences. I'm sure there's long shots of them walking across fucking mountains that are filmed on location, but... Yeah, no, I think most. I mean, like mostly in sound stages, dude. No, I yeah. There's plenty of stuff though that I'm like, okay, this is actually real. Also, like Hobbit, Hobbit Town, Underhill is real. Well, yeah, it's a real set. You can go see it. You can go visit it. it they kept it up. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm. It's my next vacation, bitch. Yeah, going to New Zealand. All right, but there's not the so many locations. I don't think. I think it, well, I mean, it's so many locations. I think it's all still in New Zealand. I don't mean yeah, like. Yeah, I think it's pretty. I guess that's true. I guess a lot <laughs> of movies fly lot, all yeah. over the world, don't <laughs> compared they? Compared to a lot of movies, it's really not that bad. I don't know. I just think about how expensive and hard it seems to make movies. It seems very difficult. Because I'm like, because every shot, I'm like, oh my God, all the fucking costuming it took to fucking get. Because there's like 12 fucking actors on screen. Yeah, and they were fucking hobbits. Yeah, and they're uh, well, like they're Hobbits all and dwarves. Yeah, yeah, and like, and then there's poor old, and I'm like, what? The, how the fuck do you work around poor Ian McKellen, who probably can't stand up straight for an hour? Like the the dude looks like hell in the movie. Maybe that's just makeup. Well, he's fairly old. I know. So I'm saying, like, they have this guy out in the woods talking to dwarves, and like, there's like, oh, here's a shot where they're like, they're all walking, and like, the camera's kind of going along them, and I'm like, oh my god, this like just like just setting up every single one of these shots probably takes a day. Which which one of the is it the second one where they're all like jumping in barrels going down a fucking yeah, it's fucking awesome, terrible. What the fuck? Oh, you're crazy. That's a great sequence. I had to close my eyes. It was so nauseating. You were scared. No, I watched it in the fucking. Um, I watched it in IMAX, and it was like impossible to watch. Just these little fucking hobbits jumping around in barrels. It's all blurry and fucking. Oh, see, I think that ugh. would. I was looking at that being like theme park, baby. A hobbit that's, land. That's theme park material. There hasn't been a hobbit ride, has there? Or and you know what you do? You ride. just do it at Universal. You just do it as a screen ride. Fuck it. Do that's it lazy, what, and that's exactly what yeah. they'll do. Yeah, they'll, they'll get you know Wita to do the fucking like they did the King Kong one. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Oh, Done. Shite. Easy peasy. I want to watch it. No, it's fun because like that's a great sequence too because then Legolas shows up 
Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's not in the book at all, by the way. Yeah, no. They, they just threw him in there. <laughs> everyone loves Orlando Bloom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who I just found out is British. I know. I told you. Yeah, from you. <laughs> I don't know what made you assume otherwise. Because like, like I said, I was like, I don't think he's even ever done an American accent. In, like, I would understand people thinking Idris Elba might be American because of The Wire. Or... Uh, See, I guess I was else, mistakenly you know? under the impression that he was American in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. No, I don't think anyone is in those yeah, movies. right. Yeah. Well, ooh, that's a fun movie. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. The first one's still fun. I love that movie. If Yeah, if you're watching it. Actually, no, it does fucking go on a bit. What, watching mm. it back with like my stepson last year, I was a bit like, all right, come on. Because I remembered how much was left to go. <laughs> You know, it's like when they get to it, they got it, to the cool part, and you're there like, are oh, like shit. it's probably like a sex act. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like it. You know, like by the time the Johnny Depp and Kira Knightley are washed up on that island, it's like this really should be about the end, but it's only about halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of movies we've been watching, did you did you manage to watch the new Conjuring movie, the new entry into the Conjurverse or the Warrenverse? I guess as it should be called. Uh, no. No, I think you told me about it though, didn't you? You said it talks it, about what shitty what shitty parents the Warrens are because they're no, leaving. No, no, that was Annabelle comes home, uh, which I Man, think was released cr- last year. They're cranking these fucking movies out, bro. Yeah, dude. That they, I think they average more like than one a year. Uh, yeah, at least if not more. Yeah, I think they've had about ten of them, including like the Nun spinoff and like fucking yeah, all three Annabelle movies. As if we need three fucking movies about that doll. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they. this is like, so I guess those are all spinoffs. Like Annabelle, The Nun, and fucking shit like that. The yeah, Light Yorana. This is, this is one, the main story. This, but this, is, is, this is the Avengers. Technically The Conjuring 3. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's only just come out. It's on HBO Max. What's it called? Evil Comes Home to Stay or something? <laughs> it's called The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh, why the fuck did I think it was called Evil Comes Home or something like that? Oh, what's the Annabelle movie called? Annabelle Comes Home. There we go. Yeah. Okay, all right. But that was last year. No, this one has just come out, and it's, you know, uh, what's-his-face? Uh, Patrick Wilson and uh, Vera Famiga, front and center. The Warrens, you know, the heroes, the superheroes. Oh, fun. Of the fucking, yeah, I mean, and I've made it pretty clear what my opinion on them is. Yeah. Right? Like, the Warrens, the real-life Warrens are not, good people and no. they really shouldn't be turned into no one to superheroes. be emulated. also even if they weren't bad people they shouldn't be turned into superheroes because the real life ones were like a joke they were like laughed out of every yeah and i've got so much to say because hang on did i do that i don't know sometimes i sit on my keys oh makes my car go off um yeah, I got so much to fucking say about this because you're a fan of the Conjuring movies, right? Like the first, uh, the two. first, the first one, the, the first, first, the second one. one was fucking terrible. So the second one really is terrible. So uh, the second one's the, the Enfield, singing, the singing scene in the second yes. one. So that's Ooh. the Enfield poltergeist, yeah. which was a true, well, obviously not true, but a paranormal instance in the UK. I only just found out from researching this new one. Uh, the the Warrens. I knew the Warrens were obviously nowhere near as involved as they are in this. Conjuring movie Mm -hmm. but not only that they actually turned up uninvited to the house when they heard about it Mm -hmm. Uh, so they flew again abandoning their fucking door flew all the way to England and turned up and tried to basically convince them to let them promote their haunting uh, and they got turned away. They got refused entry to the house. So they really didn't have anything to do with it. Okay. And yet there's a whole movie which claims to be based on a true story which has the Warrens 
solving the the fucking case. I mean, it's, this is the Enfield one, the Enfield podcast, yeah, okay. the, in England, yeah, okay. Uh, but that's the second one, and it, it's terrible. But this one feels honestly even a little more tasteless because I mean, the first one is obviously just some bullshit possession thing. Mm-hmm. Second one's the Enfield podcast again, bullshit possession. No, no one got hurt really. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is about a murder though. Um, not a real one, I hope. Yeah, real murder. Oh boy. Yeah, so it's uh, this kid, Arnie, uh, I forget his last name, um, who killed his landlord. Uh, and so, I mean, do you want the movie version or the real life version? <laughs> uh, give it, give me the real life version first and then tell me what the movie does with it. Right, yeah. Because again, they make it that they don't say this is very loosely inspired by a true story. We've changed the names and everything. Okay. That's what they usually do. If, yeah. um, you know, for instance, like the Amateurville movies. The second Amitsville is based on a true story, but changes all the names, I believe. Um, and that's kind of what, that's the tasteful thing to do is there's an ethical problem with making horror movies based on true life murders, especially relatively recent ones. Yeah. This one is a real murder and it was a, a guy, a young, relatively young guy. I think it was only about 18, 19 who killed his landlord in what seemed to be a fit of rage. Um, then he went to trial. He, you know, he went to trial and he got convicted of manslaughter. Uh, got sentenced, did his time, and now he's out. He's still yeah. alive. Um, at some point uh, in in real life, uh, after he got after he did the murder, uh, Lorraine Warren decided to say, "Oh, it was he was possessed by the devil. He was possessed by a demon uh. that we exercised from a kid that he knew, uh, his his uh, fiance's brother." Uh-huh. they did an exorcism on apparently. Okay. And so they're saying the demon went into him and he killed his landlord. Okay. Uh, now, obviously also in real life, the rest of the family say the Warrens uh, completely took advantage of him and the yeah. situation and, and actually apparently approached one of them, one of the other relatives saying you can make a lot of money from this. Yeah. Um, so it's like very well known that they were fucking grifters. Yeah. But again, this, movie or this movie series just wants to present them as superheroes who save the day all the time so in this movie sure enough they do this exorcism on the young kid and then it goes immediately into the older kid then the older kid starts having demonic hallucinations that lead him to kill his landlord by accident um presented as if that's just true and that's just what happened uh and then it kind of it, it threatens to go into like legal drama territory, which is very funny. Um, so in the trailer, you'd be forgiven for thinking it's not a bit like uh, the exorcism of Emily Rose or something like that, which mm-hmm. takes place mostly in a courtroom yeah. with flashbacks. Uh, but it's not that at all because I think there's only so much they can lie about an actual court case. Because yeah, so in in the movie they make it seem like the Warrens convince uh, a lawyer to. Um, to defend him using uh, demonic possession as as his defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that happens in the movie. So you, you get to you know the point where they convince the lawyer to let to, to take his case by apparently sticking Annabelle on her to prove a point. What? It happens impl- in the it's implied, but yeah, so so they like they're I mean in the movie Lorraine predicts this murder. 
And uh, she's like, oh, we've got, get, get the police to him. He's about to do something terrible and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, that didn't happen in real life. Um, and then so he, he does this thing and they're like, oh, well, we know it's the demon that we exercise from his sisters, from his girlfriend's uh Oh, wait. So the brother. movie the movie makes the gross lie that they told real? Yeah. It's, it's just totally presented as if it's true. Oh, fuck. So, okay. Yeah, so they so what you see in the movie is them going to a lawyer saying you're sort of begging for them to take his case and the lawyer's like this is bullshit like what you're saying that he was fucking possessed by demons like mm-hmm. blah 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 and you know the Warrens are just like yeah well uh, why don't you come to our house and we'll uh, we'll show you our some of our objects maybe we'll introduce you to Annabelle and then see if you want to take the case and uh, then it cuts you know it's kind of like a joke it cuts straight to the lawyer in the courtroom giving that um that ple- that defense so presumably what? they took her to see annabelle and <laughs> kind of synced her on her. <laughs> i didn't know they like uh i guess i didn't know their relationship to annabelle where they could just uh it's just like a pet demon apparently yeah exactly like they just take the leash off annabelle yeah. and then it kind of runs because you never see annabelle like moving or anything really it just like just appears in strange strange things happen around her yeah that's fucking but also it's like what what are the ethics of you know they make it seem like a kind of so so here's the problem with this movie in particular because i had a problem with the way the other movies at least ignored the the kind of ridiculous grifter nature of the warrens and just made them seem kind of cool this one especially like doubles down on deifying them yeah but in a weird way it feels almost like both Warrens are dead now, but I feel like in the contract, uh, you know, to use their names and likenesses and stories, um, it feels like ha- there's something in the contract which says not only do you have to present us in a good light, but you also have to kind of like settle some scores for us. So this movie especially, and some of the others, feels like the it's the Warrens uh, not being understood by, you know, boring rational people like scientists and fucking doctors or policemen or whatever or lawyers in this case and them getting their comeuppance for not believing them it, it feels like they're, t- they're sort of like having the last laugh mm-hmm. a little bit all the time there's yeah. a lot of that in this movie where they're like oh, oh really you don't want to believe us well fucking but i Why mean not to mention the ethics annabelle yeah bitch. the ethics of setting a, a very dangerous well according to you a very dangerous demon on a lawyer to prove a point um it does seem a bit it's a very bit odd, curious. Yeah. I will introduce you to Annabelle. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, I wasn't even thinking like uh, like they set her on him, but I guess maybe, I guess I was thinking like they made Annabelle like come to life yeah, in front that's, of him. that's what's kind of implied is that yeah. something he scary. Saw, he saw something that convinced it's a woman, him. It's a female lawyer, yeah. <laughs> so that makes it even better. They've taken some lawyer <laughs> to the house this poor woman. traumatized her until she's basically kind of forced into taking the case like she never and that's the last you see at the lawyer really is her then in the courtroom saying your honor we'd like to plead not guilty because of demonic possession or whatever but that is the last you see of the fucking courtroom and the trial because in real life they uh he did the warrants did convince him to try that defense uh the judge laughed it off and said no i'm not even accepting that yeah so then he changed it to self-defense um so that so yeah they they have all this and that's really where it seems like it's going and there are all these terrible <laughs> lines with um, which are all in the trailer but it's all that makes it into the movie as well with um ed warren saying you know you know when you're in a court of law you put your hand on a bible and you say this that you swear to tell the truth on god blah 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 well if, if they accept the existence of god then they need to accept the existence of the devil as well 
And it's kind of like this weird, you, you think it's going in the direction of, you know, the whole system is, <laughs> the whole yeah. system is wrong and I'm going to, I'm going to tear it down and prove my point. But that doesn't really happen because obviously they can't lie completely about the, the court case that's real and happened, you know. Um, that's the part they can't lie about. What they can lie about is all the stuff that no one saw. Yeah. You know, like how the murder happened exactly or, you know, anything like that. Uh, and that's exactly what they do. So, but yeah, again, it's, there's a lot of score settling. There's like a detective who, I guess there's been some other murder and he calls them in. Which, again, is fucking, I don't think, ever happened in real life. The detective would call in like some kind of quack psychic people yeah. to, to help them. Um, but he does, and then he, he gets annoyed that Lorraine is sort of implying that her psychic powers might get to the bottom of it. He's like, well, no, what we need is evidence. We don't need uh, you know, fairy tales and stuff. It's like, well, why have you called the Warrens in then? Like, what do you think they're going to do? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, but obviously she proves him wrong uh, like five times in a row, uh, you know, by like telling him he's Mister Turning and stuff like psychically, <laughs> psychically intuiting that he's Mister Turn and stuff. I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous. It's a terrible, terrible thing to do to real life, a real life murder. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, ethically, I don't know where I fucking stand on that. Like, it, it seems especially bad considering the, the Warrens who were deified in this movie and whose estate is presumably making money off this movie were criticized by all the other members of the family for basically exploiting a kid who was mentally ill. Um, so obviously none of those family members are depicted in the movie. So you get this weird thing where like, his parents are never there, but, his, but the Warrens always are. You know, the Warrens are like sitting, getting him lawyers and sitting in the courtroom with him and stuff. Well, I, I, wasn't there, was there someone in the Warrens time who went like, was Amazing Randy around back then? Did he go against them on talk shows and stuff? I remember there were talk shows where they would get into scuffles and Ed Warren threatened to punch someone in the face who said he was a liar. And, you know, they were notorious kind of. I don't know if they did too much of that. Um I haven't heard the story about Ed Warren threatening to punch someone. It wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just fucking grifters. And not only that, uh, but like fundamentalist Christians too. Yeah. Which is kind of... So that's another weird thing about these movies. It's downplayed. Uh, that element is a little yeah, bit Yeah, because China yeah. probably wouldn't like it if, <laughs> if it was like a super <laughs> Christian movie. But yeah, so, th- so whenever there is... Because obviously they're doing exorcisms and... The real life Warrens would take any case, any kind of haunting, and uh, attribute it to demonic possession specifically, yeah. not just ghosts, not just mm-hmm. whatever. So, like, even the Enfield Poltergeist was actually a demonic possession rather than because that's the Christian side of them. It's not just ghosts, it's mm. a demon possessed, but you know, taking possession of someone. And murders, obviously, apparently, they thought were fair game for that as well. Um, uh, so, where was I with that? Yeah, so in the movie, though, the, they don't often do or say anything remotely Christian, uh, most of the time they'll draft in some like priest to do that. So there'll be a priest there as well. Yeah. Uh, who, who's saying all the Christian shit, whereas they're mostly, mostly not. They do get a bit Jesus, uh, a bit Jesus-y in this one towards the end, but uh, that was kind of surprising because most of the time they don't, because it's not cool. It's not cool enough. And they really want the Warrens to be cool in, yeah. in these movies. Which, well, again, is just fucking ridiculous. They were the least cool people who ever lived. <laughs> they, they were an absolute joke. They weren't fucking as good looking as uh, fucking uh, Vera Farmiga. And no, no. They were ugly as sin. 
Well, yeah. yeah there was a weird thing where um, film critic Devin Faraci, if you remember who he was, no, nope. he he got a chance to interview um, Lorraine Warren when The Conjuring came out, right? Mm-hmm. And this was the guy who would aggressively go after, like if someone spouted off that they didn't like fucking Mad Max Fury Road on Twitter, he'd be like posting up their picture and being like, look at this fucking fat tard. And like, he'd just doggedly go after everybody. If he found out someone was conservative leaning, they were the devil, whatever. And then he gives this Mike softball interview to Lorraine Warren, someone who by yeah. his own standards, he should abhor. And he was like, I understand that she did a lot wrong, but I was just being an impartial interviewer, blah, blah, blah. And people in the comments were like, you know, she don't, she wasn't just a liar. Like, she was very on it. Like, just the laundry list of yeah. horrible things she so took part in. And he was like, oh, I guess I just should have been a dick to an old lady then. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no, I mean, I understand it. I would, you know, if, if had I met her. <laughs> I just wouldn't take the interview. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I don't want to shine any spotlight on Lorraine Warren. Yeah. No, I mean, really, no one should be. Yeah. I mean, it is quite insane how, how the country movies came about, and no one, honestly, no one really questions that part of it that much. Like the, the ethics of whether you know, whether we should really be. I think I think most people who see, the, especially the market for those movies, probably don't even know that the Lorraine, that the Warrens were even fucking real. Well, they do because the movie keeps telling you how real it well, is. Well, but I think that people just eyes glaze over after a zillion horror movies have based on a true story at the front. Possibly, but this one, it's not only based on a true story. It gives like dates and fucking yeah. it, like long bits of text at the beginning. Yeah. It's not. But I mean, you got to know. They you make gotta, it seem, and not only that, at the end of this one, the, the expository text, you know, uh, spoiler alert, they defeat the demon that's been causing all of this trouble. Thank and, God. Yeah. And, and, but the end of it, it says the, you know, um, the, the the murderer, the guy who killed his landlord, his sentence was uh, considerably shortened, uh, which is true. Mm-hmm. But they make it seem like, oh, the Warrens did that. Yeah. The Warrens are the reason. And it's like, no, not at all. They had nothing to do with the case. Nothing also, to do with the trial, anyway. Throw it out there. This this man murdered someone in cold blood. <laughs> oh, yeah. And <laughs> like, that guy, you, you wouldn't even know his name from the movie. Yeah. Um, I think they change it in the movie, actually, as well. Yeah. Presumably to avoid... Yeah, whatever ramifications there might be from that, but because well, it is fucking extremely tasteless to take yeah. an actual murder and be like, oh well, it was a big demon. Imagine you're know, the family of the person who got murdered. Yeah, and there's this movie being like, this fucking guy was awesome, and also a demon, and it was spooky too. And there was a nun in a painting yeah. that ran at them. Yeah, well, that's that's the second one. <laughs> yeah, no, it really. Um, it really left a bad taste. There is one funny bit where also, spoiler alert, it turns out that someone's daughter is responsible for this. It's satanic panic stuff. It's like yeah. a Satanist who's doing this curse, which involves a demon killing. I mean, it makes no fucking sense. But yeah. anyway, uh, you know, when they find out that it's this guy's daughter, he's explaining to Lorraine, uh, you know, you need to be careful with the your own obsessions and behaviors. You need to be careful of the impact they might be having on your your daughter or your child. Talking about himself. And Lorraine just staring blankly back at him. 
And it's like, meanwhile, yeah, Lorraine, where's your daughter again? Is she still locked up at home with all those cursed objects and pet demons that you have? <laughs> never addressed. Never Who addressed. Who apparently once. are like, one of them is basically like a fucking rabid dog you keep in a room that you can just show a lawyer to. Yeah. <laughs> well, then the whole the whole movie, Annabelle come, Comes Home, is about her being neglected by her parents and left alone in this house full of demons. Yeah. Well, I mean, you uh, got to think. who who. Yeah, I mean, the target audience for those... Uh, those uh Blumhouse movies. I don't think anyone They're not these aren't Blumhouse. They're not Blumhouse anymore? Never were. The Conjuring is. Nope. What? No, it's not Blumhouse at all. It's just uh I think just Warner Brothers. Insidious is Blumhouse. Yes. Yes, Insidious is. But it's not the same. Conjuring movie. movies aren't fucking Blumhouse? No. No, I don't believe so. I'm so I'm sure Jason Blum is pally with, you know, fucking James Wan and Lee Wanell. Actually, I don't think Lee Wanell's got much to do with The Conjuring, maybe. Uh, no, Lee Wanell is the uh, Insidious and Saw. Yeah, but James Wan uh, did Saw with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they came and, from the same. And Insidious, yeah. I think, yeah. Yep, yep, that's right. Yeah. I think I'm going to be seeing uh, probably none of those, actually. The devil made me do it. Probably won't be seeing any films for the foreseeable future, unless they are they have hobbits in them. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Or King Kong. I'm trying to get that. I'm, I'm trying to get that popping in the household. Libby, Libby is reticent because of the four-hour runtime, but uh, it's not even four hours. It's the, it's the extended edition. It's um, three hours and twenty minutes, I think. The Peter Jackson one we're talking about. Yeah, it, yeah, it flies by. It's it's not that doesn't it's good, feel, right? It doesn't I'm guessing feel like it is. a long movie. It doesn't feel like a long movie. Yeah. Uh, compared to fucking Kong versus Godzilla, which Jesus okay, so Christ, this I did see that feels. Fucking Have we talked long. about that? This is one I can chime in on. Oh, it's dreadful. That's no, fun. I liked it. No, it's no. <laughs> You're wrong. It's not good. <laughs> no, it was like it was um, awful. It was yeah. I mean, all those movies suck. Every single Godzilla movie has been bad. I don't know how they fucking. Do. I think I said this before on the podcast, but I'll say it again. Like, I don't know how Warner Brothers, especially have access to such good properties like Godzilla, King Kong, fucking Tom and Jerry, all of this. <laughs> all the legends. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're good properties. So if if I if you are a studio and you have access to those, you're, you're kind of laughing. How mm-hmm. hard is it to make an entertaining movie with King Kong fighting Godzilla? Apparently, pretty hard because they didn't manage it. It's not an entertaining movie. You, oh, you, it's a monkey versus a giant lizard. Yeah. You just need to have them twatting each other a bit, causing is, destruction you know and what, panic. Now that you mention it, it is interesting because actually like the beginning of that movie, uh, the fight scene where they're on the boat. That's not the beginning. That's no, 50 minutes that's, in. That's true. That's 50 fucking minutes <laughs> right, in. Right. Like, but it's also, I will, I will <laughs> also say this. I was asleep for the beginning of that movie. I was well, kind of lucky. Sick. So I kind of tuned in and I was like, what's this? Fucking the guy from Atlanta has a podcast and uh, the little girl from Stranger Things is yep. is running about yeah, um, with a friend. It's awful. Uh, and I was like, all right, that's cool. And then they were like, I, I don't know what the fuck was going on or even why they were bringing King Kong out there or what his little deaf friend was all about. But Oh, God, yeah. Uh, but the whole thing was just curious to me. Uh, but... I I just remember that that fight scene though out in the ocean with them's two fighting I was like this is pretty cool, <sighs> but like make this kind of the movie That's like what it literally pretty much start to finish it I don't know why there are really human characters in it 
Like, it's, why do you need uh, every fucking movie, especially these big ones? They need to, the reason they're so long isn't because they got so much shit to show us. It's because they want to pad it out with all this really boring human exposition and drama. Well, which, and wacky, wacky kids. Oh god, yeah, the yeah, wacky yeah, the kids in comic relief characters. The wacky kids are off the fucking chain. <sighs> How the fucking movie ends? Spoilers, folks. The fucking <laughs> the the big thing that saves the day is that one of the wacky kids spills uh, fucking the guy from Atlanta's whiskey on the keyboard, and that stops Mechagodzilla. That's right. Yeah, because Mechagodzilla turns up. So then King yeah. Kong and the regular Godzilla sort of join forces. Which is fine. You know that's happening. You yeah, know that's coming. You but, know that. But, but no, I, I don't feel like we got nearly enough animosity between them. Before no, that, it because was just, like I said, the first hour of it near enough don't feature either of them really. Most of it is just like people walking around military bases talking about issues. Well, the like, whole thing. I mean, I was, I found the entire plot of uh, let's go to the middle Middle Earth or whatever. Oh, Hollow Earth. Yeah, don't get me started on that. Which was again, so how'd you make that boring? It's it was, basically it, Journey to the Center of the Earth and King Kong's in it. But yeah. it's boring somehow. He goes and sits on a throne with his big axe. Yeah. And I'm sure that was supposed to be a sick moment, which is like, <laughs> finally, my beloved King Kong has an axe on, and he's on a throne. Mm-hmm. As if anyone wants, like, as if that's like, woo, iconic, no. iconic King Kong moment. King Kong is not like a... a he's not a kaiju. Like, I know he was right. in the one fucking thing with Godzilla, but like... In the American movies, he's not like a swinging an axe around and shit. Like that's not fun. But with, uh, but that's fine. I'll forgive that. That's whatever. But they go down there, and if, unless I'm completely mistaken, kind of nothing even fucking happens. No, he, he like he goes pterodactyls. Yeah, he goes down there, sits on his throne for a bit, and then jumps up the hole. <laughs> And then comes out, jumps out on the street and fights Godzilla. And I'm like, well, why the fuck did we spend so much time? Why did we even go down here? I don't know. We learned fucking, nothing. I don't know. We saw who nothing. fucking wrote that script? I, I mean, I, again, I, it probably wasn't a person writing a script. It was, it was, a, it was, it was, a, it was a bunch of King Kongs on typewriters, bro. Yeah. Fucking. It suddenly felt that way. But it, again, people, people shit on the King, uh, the uh, Peter Jackson version. They talk about that like it was really long and boring. It's like, no, that one is good. That one is long, and it does have a lot of human drama. But first of all, it's a good story. It's actually a good story. I mean, it's based on the original. The original was a good story. It's a a classic story. The original King Kong is great. Yeah. 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 I would argue even the 70s one's okay. With with Jessica Lange? uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Jeff Bridges, I think. Something like that. Yeah, uh, but... The fucking the Peter Jackson one is perfectly fine because they realize, oh yeah, the whole middle section needs to be on Skull Island. Yeah. With them basically you know, they looked at the old movie and they realized what the technical limitations were. Yeah. Because there were all these scenes that everyone knew about that were supposedly filmed but lost or didn't work properly. Yeah. Or, you know, like the, the spider pit thing yeah, was yeah. A, is a famous lost scene. Some of the them restored, some of them not. Yeah. 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 Or, or they just plain didn't work very well. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good remake to do. That's yeah. a good, that's a smart remake to do is yeah. to do, all right, well now we can do all of this shit, but really we want to keep to the bones of what the original was and what made it good. And that's absolutely what they did. They fucking delivered on that. I would say even when he gets to New York, it's still 
very good. That the the final act still very good, except for the bit where he's kind of ice skating with uh, Naomi once. That's a bit bad. But do you remember that? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it since it was in theaters. Oh yeah, that that's uh, an awkward bit. And and they are a bit. I think they do lean in a bit too heavy into like the kind of romance between King Kong and Naomi Watts. Yeah. It's a little creepy at some points. <laughs> They're kind of like eye fucking each other quite. But anyway, uh, that's all fine. And I would argue your skull, the uh, what do they call it? Kong Skull Island, which is part of this universe. Yeah, it wasn't the Warner terrible. Brothers. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't good. Yeah, it, it definitely could have been a lot better. But again, at least they more or less tried to get to the point where it's mm-hmm. all right. We're just going to the island. King Kong's there, and a bunch of other fucked up things are there. That's what we want. Yeah. No, somehow when you get. Well, the, the Godzilla movies were terrible too. The, the recent them. ones, yeah, the recent ones were really oh, the bad. Gareth Evans. Well, I don't even know if he's still Garth doing Edwards. them, but it's Garth Garth Edwards. Garth Edwards, yeah. Oh, okay. Who also was going to do one of the Star Wars, but apparently got kicked off or something. I don't know. Yeah. He's the guy who did Monsters. Yeah, he did Monsters. He's one of those quote unquote indie directors who who yeah. now is just thrown onto anything. Even Colin, did- coming Colin Trevorrow on the Jurassic Park, movies right? Or Jay yeah. Bayona or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean uh, Jurassic World. There's another fucking example, like. That's universal, but it's like, dude, you have Jurassic Park, and you've had years now. You've had years since Jurassic Park 3, which everyone agrees is kind of bad. Um, you've had so long, you've got a whole new idea for it. How do you make something that fucking boring with a yeah. bunch of dinosaurs? A theme park with a bunch of dinosaurs, and this time it's not just like a, a small kind of exclusive tour group. It's an it's open populated. operating theme park. Yeah. There is so much you can do with that. Nope. Have you seen it, Jurassic World? Yeah, I've it's seen. Terrible. Have you seen Jurassic World Two: Fallen Kingdom? No, I didn't even watch that one. Holy fuck, that one is much worse than <sighs> Jurassic World. That one is much. I think Jurassic World has its moments. Which one? The I like the parts <laughs> where the theme park is working. That's a, yeah. I actually well, yeah. no, but even then, it doesn't look good. It doesn't. Well, it looks it like, looks, but dude, it looks like what it would look like. It's like got a fucking like. No, it looks kind of sunny and shitty. Man, like like uh, theme parks are kind of <laughs> shitty. No, look, because I like those bits in, in in movies like that, like disaster movies. I actually like the bits where everything's normal at the beginning. Yeah, uh, especially if it's something like that where. Or like, you know, and like the fucking stupid Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So I like the bits where he's sort of becoming, like, yeah. figuring out how to do it. I like that more Fun. than the actual crux, the actual bones of it. Yeah. Uh, and same with Jurassic World. I, w- I would like it more if we just spent more time kind of honestly just walking around the theme park. Yeah. But it, there's, there's the bit where the kids get there. First of all, like, one of the kid, the teenage kid is just, like, super bummed that he has to go. Well, I think they're like sending a, him away because they're getting a divorce or something. Right? Divorce, there's, a, there's a home job. But he's also just pissy. He's just like a pissy teenager. But it's like, because, yeah. you know, I, I get, but it's like, look, you are, you're, you're going to see dinosaurs. I don't know how far into the future it's meant to be set or whatever, but it's still made out like it's not commonplace to just see fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. To see dinosaurs, real dinosaurs up close. Yeah. I don't care how moody you are as a teenager. You're going to be pretty fucking psyched about that, right? At least interested. Yeah. But no, it's just like, oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. You got to go, and it's, it's like a 15 grand ticket or something like that. But anyway, uh, I mean, forgetting that, there's the, the bit where they f- arrive and they open the doors and kind of look out on the theme park. Yeah. And it does the, 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 the iconic Jurassic Park swell of music. Yeah. And it's kind of meant to be like that bit where they first see the Brachiosaurus. And well, I thought that was kind of meant to be like a little bit ironic, though, because it does kind of look like. But it looks because it looks like downtown Disney. Like it literally looks exactly. Yeah, it's but like, it's, all it's CGI. like a strip mall. 
But it's all CGI as well. It doesn't look tangible. Nothing about it looks real. It looks like a, a kind of big blurry screen. There's no magic in that. From a filmmaking standpoint, there's no magic in that. No, no. And I don't think... I, I think you're giving them a little bit too much credit to <laughs> to say that it was meant to be ironic. I don't think it was. Well, if it, even if it is meant to be ironic, I think it's a poor choice. Like, I don't think... Yeah. That, I don't think it want, like, a cynical Jurassic Park movie <laughs> that's, like, <laughs> right. meta. Yeah, I mean... Even if Jurassic Park was real, it would be fucking gay, right? <laughs> like, I don't really want that. But... No, but and then, and then once shit all goes wrong, very predictably and very badly, honestly, it, it is just bad after that. It's just not good. That there's only one real sequence where everyone's being, you know, uh, attacked by dinosaurs, and it's by fucking pterodactyls. Yeah, pterodactyls like you know just sort of swooping down, picking up CGI looking people and flinging them around. It, it doesn't look good. It's not exciting. It's not frightening. Like the. I don't know. In King Kong, the Peter Jackson one, when they're on Skull Island, that is really exciting. Oh, yeah. All of that. Like, start, that I remember bug seeing sequence that, in the pit? Yeah. I remember never, seeing it in the movies, in the, in the theaters. It never lets up. Like, that sequence, yeah. once they're there, it's fucking go, yeah. go, 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 go for probably about an hour and a half, like an yeah. hour at least. Um, and That's there fun. are lots of different groups of different things are happening. To, yeah. It's really, really fucking good. Getting um, chased by fucking, uh, getting chased by like, Brontosauruses and uh, yeah, there's a stampede, there's like a stampede of those. There's, there's the Velociraptors yeah. going on. There's Kong himself somewhere. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's really that's that's solid. Somehow, Jurassic World just doesn't get that at all. No, there's one good bit in Jurassic World where, like, I guess Chris Pratt and uh, some fat guy, just some fat worker, are, are both hiding behind a car, and the fat worker realizes the dinosaur has found where he is. And he's kind of like looking at Chris Pratt with like this look of utter sadness before he gets picked off. That's funny. Like that that bit is like the one good thing. I don't think they meant it. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, no, it stuck out to me just because I thought it was funny. Like well, I also face. don't. I'll tell you what else. I'll tell you what else. The Jurassic World thing gets so strangely wrong is that they they're like, let's add in uh, some fake dinosaurs. Well, like, it, I don't want these weird, shitty-looking well, like the, it's the GMO dinosaur, right? That's the yeah. The it, but they, they first of all, they look fucking shitty. They look like ass. Yeah. Like yeah. they don't even look like something that would be cool if it was real, because they don't look scary. They're like white, and they look like anime. They're like white with fucking blue eyes, and like they're like their bone oh, structures all. The Indominus that. Rex. The he's Indominus like Re- he's not white. He is white. No, he's like you know not he's not T Rex color. color. He doesn't know. look like the T-Rex. T-Rex looked good. Well, he still <laughs> looks good. Even in that movie, the T-Rex looks good. Oh, yeah, where he comes in at the end to save the day. Oh, boy. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, not only that, he saves the day, but the, the fucking Mosasaurus pops up from under the water to help. Yeah. And then the, the, there is a bit, like, so they, they the, the T-Rex and the Mosasaurus, for some reason, decide Kinda to like take look it at each other, Look at each other like knowingly. Yeah, they like nod and go and like, yeah. you know, say farewell and head back off into the wild, leaving the humans alone. Yeah. Which is like, hang on, what happened to these fucking dinosaurs? <laughs> they're, they're, they're like on the yeah, human they're, they're side. Yeah, they're defending. Well, so <laughs> do you know what happens in the next one? No. They, believe it or not, you're not, you're going to be shocked to learn they up the ante on genetically modified dinosaurs. They oh, keep that. A bunch of them. They keep that going, and they start making uh, like raptors with laser guns drilled inside their heads, 
or what, something. Like fucking a Doctor Evil plan? Yeah, <laughs> like, like seriously. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> they make they make weapon raptors. Oh my God. And for whatever reason, by the way, the, is it the U.S. military? Have they funded the park? Yes, and, yes, yes. Oh, the, it's so the, the U.S. military <laughs> has these uh, these weapon dinosaurs, right? So they've kidnapped all these dinosaurs and they're turning them into weapons for the military and they're selling they're selling them (laughs) off to like they're selling them off not just to like uh you know warlords but like you know (laughs) heads of state and stuff and they're like they're freaking out they're like this this is the most potent weapon and people are like yeah and i'm like first of all that is not the most potent weapon it sounds like a terrible very unreliable weapon. it's one velociraptor yeah and that's the end of it and it's got a gun it like it has it's like to it's like I don't know if it actually does but I think it does have like it has like laser sight does and it have stuff. a bayonet as well like a <laughs> it might as well dude it has like a, like a propeller fan on its ass like it's what it's, <laughs> it's like, I might have to watch this now. <laughs> this does sound kind of good the, 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 they call it the V-Rex I think right. I, no 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 sorry not the not the V-Rex that's a, that's actually in King Kong I think the, mm. they they call it something else but it's it's like the Indominus Raptor, but oh he's God. he's like partially. He almost looks like a transformer dinosaur, and he can like laser lock onto his target. He can, he's like a mach, part machine, part raptor, and um, <laughs> and they're everyone wants. They it. bring him out in a cage, and all the heads of state are like, "I'll pay a billion for it. I'll pay two billion for it." Right? They're <laughs> they're bidding, and I'm like, "That's not going to replace an army." Just surely, surely one a tank is quite just good. one mid-sized dinosaur, <laughs> which presumably isn't bulletproof. No, well, I'm sure it could quite easily be taken down. And like, by if an you're just a cartel army. member and you just want something to kill your enemies, like you could just use a pit bull or something. Like you don't right. need. You're either overpowered or underpowered. Wait, whatever you're using, the cartels were after them as well. I think it was just <laughs> random rich, random rich people of ill repute were after them oh, all Lord. across the world. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, and there's like an escape sequence, but then where that one and ends, Chris Pratt going, you can't use velociraptors like this. Yeah. They're, they're my great. friends. They're my mates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fuck them. Yeah. That's well, definitely implied in the first movie. Oh, right? he fucks them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He absolutely fucks the yeah. raptors oh, because yeah. he's got what Bryce Dallas Howard is like, is, is ex who, yeah. by the way, like that movie's not that old. How bad has her character aged? Oh, she's like she's the just prissy, like high like, strong fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> prissy woman who can't handle it. Yeah. Well, so what's interesting about that movie though is the way it ends is like, of course, the raptor breaks free at its auction, and they're all out in this massive fucking mansion, right? And there's of course another little kid who's involved somehow. <laughs> I don't remember all the details, but it ends with all. So Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom ends with a fucking. A, a, a prison break of all of these dinosaurs, some genetically modified, some not. And you kind of see them cresting the hill, looking out toward a city like, because they're in America right, now. Yeah. So they're getting ready to f- descend upon. So the next Jurassic world movie should presumably be, I think they're going like a planet of the apes so, route. Well, hence no, Jurassic world. Oh, uh, you know what I'm saying? I think that's what they're doing because well, no, it's it like sounds like they're just about to redo the 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 second one, or which was basically just King Kong. The, they put him up for yeah, exhibition, kind of. and then he breaks free in New York and runs runs amok. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah except instead San of one Diego. dinosaur, <laughs> I think they're gearing more toward like a planet. I think they're gearing toward like picking up the next one 20 years in the future when the entire city's been oh, overtaken by dinosaurs. Christ. I could, I can't say for sure, but they that's just the sense not. I get. They better fucking not. Cause you remember, you remember the planet of the apes remake movies. Yeah. That one ends with the monkey getting on the plane and then the pandemic spreading and all the humans dying. Uh, I don't think the monkey gets on the plane, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> He's getting a flight, ends, reading a newspaper. It ends over the coughing. credits at the end. It ends with a pandemic. And then when they pick up on the next movie, it's like many years in the future and humanity's completely wiped out and they're just doing yeah. guerrilla warfare with the apes. So like... When the first... So Rise is the first one, right? Of the reboots of Planet of the Apes. It's, yeah. And that's where they're, they're going mental in San Francisco? No, I think the first one is... Wait, is the it's first rise one? then dawn, which doesn't really make sense, but yeah, and then war, war, yeah, yeah. Those, Those movies are fucking either. stupid. Yeah, they're <laughs> not good either. I remember fucking arguing with people at the time because people loved them. People thought they were yeah, really good, like serious really movie cool. fans who I would generally agree with. We're all getting really excited about this. And the I, apes on horses. I remember, and yeah, exactly. I just remember like looking at the poster for Rise of the or one of them, uh, Dawn, I think. And just being like, it's a monkey on a horse with a, with like a, a an AK forty seven, and you're talking about it like it's the seventh seal, like you're really going in on it, like very defensive. And it's yeah. like, look, if you like a, a dumb monkey movie, then yeah. fine. But and, well, they're made like that it is what it is. They're made like what's interesting about them is that they are they don't really have any human characters in them that are worth noting. The the, the last two, well, the third one especially because <laughs> I walked out of the third one. I got so bored. They're I just really walked boring, out. Man, yeah. But the the third one was almost like a western because it is yeah. truly just the main chimp walking around on horseback after his uh, wife and kid get killed in a gunfight. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's what the third one is, and he's just sat, solemnly walking around with his crew the orangutan and someone else and they're just kind of going from like city to city and they'll meet like a balding chimp <laughs> who's like i've seen things or whatever and yeah, i just yeah. walked the fuck out i was like i was watching it It was like a revelation to me where i was watching that movie and i was like i don't have to watch this <laughs> just because other people are watching this doesn't mean i have to watch well, this yeah now i remember that f- feeling that in the second one uh you know where there are still human characters and like woody harrelson is just like a monkey racist yeah but, um yeah, I remember thinking to myself, it's like that. What they're doing with the monkeys is they're just trying to make like a normal action movie, but it just happens to be monkeys. I, it's funnier to say monkeys. I know they're apes, but they are monkeys. They're though. monkeys. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what I realized. I was like, look, if if this was humans, nobody would be watching. This is terrible. Like, it's, it's not good. But because it's apes, apparently that makes it different better granted that's what disney's been doing forever just kind of doing very normal stories but anthropomorphizing animals to make it happen like the lion king is just hamlet it would be good if the next one the humans win and they just slaughter slaughter monkeys forever no more monkeys have to take the ape's side i mean because you are sort of meant to I mean, there are bad apes, but there's also the good one. Uh, Caesar is the good one. It's definitely taught. The whole movie is from the perspective of the apes, except for the first one, which yeah. has uh, James Franco in it, I think. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it's not James Franco. It is James Franco, yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah, he's the scientist guy. Is Oh, I was yeah. thinking of the, the other monkey race. Remember the monkey racist in the first one is mm-hmm. Draco Malfoy. 
That's right, Tom Felton. And yeah. he's going, you damn dirty apes. <laughs> and, a and he's like American spraying accent. them with hoses for yeah. some reason. Like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? <laughs> he fucking hates. Yeah. And then in the second he one, runs a Woody, monkey daycare uh, and he just fucking hates yeah. monkeys. And then it's Woody Harrelson in, in the second one, I think. And it's just yeah. like, they're not like us. It's like, well, yeah, they're not <laughs> the they're, monkeys. And then, yeah, someone <laughs> points out, you know, oh, well, genetically we're 99% similar or whatever. And it's still, no, I'm, I'm more guy. or less on Woody Harrelson's side here. Yeah, like we had a human monkeys. society with plenty of humans and like everything, and because of these apes, uh, that is now destroyed, and now we're living in like the fucking woods. Do you know what I getting slaughtered by monkeys? Like I, I agree with Woody Harrelson that that sucks. It's funny that this guy. <laughs> I don't know if you'll leave the other mention in, but it's funny this guy's getting brought up twice in the same podcast. But that same fucking film critic, Devin Faraci. I distinctly remember he loved those movies so much. Again, like you said, film critics, for whatever reason, went all in they for these monkey it. movies. I don't get it. And this guy wrote a fucking, a completely like po-faced, earnest, unironic think piece <laughs> about the second Planet of the Apes movie and how it's just like Israel and Palestine. Because it's, first of all, which is already a, a strange flawed premise because these like, much like Israel and Palestine, the these the cult, the war between these two, because I think the apes fight each other in that movie. Yeah, they do. There's like a schism among the apes. And he's like, much like Israel and Palestine, it's a very entangled history based on just misunderstandings and hurt feelings and stuff. What? <laughs> and I'm like, what are you it's a bunch of monkeys with what guns. What are you talking like, about? It's not... <laughs> it's like, <sighs> He's like, this really shows the complexity of how international conflicts, much like Israel and Palestine, unfold uh, with the way these two monkeys, one of the monkeys sees the other monkey standing over a dead body and he thinks that he killed it or whatever <laughs> happens in the fucking... Yeah, I mean, but it's like... As if, by the way, and also as if that's what's going on in wars, is well, like someone yeah. sees... <laughs> A misunderstanding. But even forgetting that, it's like, I, that, that's what annoys me when they're, oh, well, do, do you not see that it's an allegory for something like this? It's like, yeah, we have movies about that. Yeah. We already have movies about that where they don't need to like pretend that it's about monkeys instead. They, they, you, know, you know, you actually just have that being depicted. You and also, I don't care. War like, yeah. being depicted. Like, you don't need monkeys to tell that story. You can't give me a shit movie and tell me it's a metaphor for something and I'm going to be like, oh, well, it's, uh, it's not shit anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Yeah, no. It's certainly, also, it's like I—I I think anyone who watched it definitely got that it was supposed to be about like whatever war. Yeah, but I'm like <laughs> conflict. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay, conflict, but it, it doesn't mean monkeys. it's well executed. It doesn't no, mean it's doesn't mean interesting to watch. It doesn't mean there's or, not a bunch of fucking monkeys riding horses in it. Yeah, and they are riding horses. And, which is funny, you know. It's the monkey funny baby gets—I recall the monkey baby gets sprayed by someone. In the third one, at the beginning, the thing that sends the main monkey on his journey is like, they like just put out a hit on him for some reason. Oh, there's also traitor monkeys. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. There's like traitorous monkeys that have like war helmets on that say like donkey or something like that on it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, it no. says donkey on it or something. And then, and they're like, the monkeys live in here and they have like playing cards in their helmet. It's fucking, these are stupid fucking movies. Yeah, at least like Mad Max, for instance, is, you know, it's exactly what it says on the tin. Might it have something that, okay, Fury Max Road, in there might it mad. have something to say about like greed or whatever? Sure, maybe, but it's mostly, yeah, we're just excited to see a big fucking well, car chase. Basically. Well, and it do, I think it does say, of course it has something to say about greed and you don't, and it's not hidden. No, but it's, it's also it's, not like... We're not gonna. We're not. It's we're not, not something about you have to, to turn to to justify a boring movie, right? And we're yeah. we're also not made to sit through like long 
expository monologues explaining exactly what the allegory is. Yeah. I remember that a lot in Planet of, uh, in one of those Planet of the Apes movies. Dawn, probably. Yeah. yeah. Where it's just like, okay, we get the fucking point. Drop some science on us. We get the point. It's not hard for me to imagine, oh, well, what if these monkeys were humans and they were acting <laughs> like this? You know, like, because that's basically all you need to do is just go, okay, so it's a conflict. They happen to be monkeys, but basically it's humans, right? Yeah. Because that, that's, that's the idea is that they've become somehow evolved to an extent where they basically act and talk like humans. Uh, so it's like, okay, well then why, why are they apes anyway? Like what, per, what actual purpose does it serve for them to be apes? I want a 10 minute scene of an orangutan doing sign language. And then it's just subtitling it with, cause that's what a lot happens. I feel, I don't know if you remember a lot of the speech between the monkeys is sign language in the second movie. Oh really? Yeah. It's I thought not, they were just full on talking English. And not then. until the third one. Cause in the second one at the end, Caesar, like Caesar knows some English and he starts talking. He's like, like he's yeah actually maybe i don't remember i thought they were full-on talking english in the second one no 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 in the third one they're talking really? in the second one they're doing a lot of sign language oh okay well either way so it'll be like an orangutan sitting there fucking signing and he's like in many ways when i think about it we are not so unlike the humans we <laughs> harbor bananas bananas in this case is much like how they like money and Wait what? No, no I'm joking. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's like a slow zooming. He's like, he's Just like holding step, a banana, step by step, explaining every single. Oh, God, I mean, I was not, yeah, I was ready to believe it though, because I, I do remember those movies whacking you on the head with shit like that. But yeah, man, no, no, fucking, I blame Animal Farm for all of this. Like, Animal Farm is ruined, responsible ruined for a America. lot of. We're ruined anthropomorphizing animals. I mean, like, it's fine. Like that in and of itself is sort of fine. So, like, right, you got to make a point. It's a bit of a touchy point. Uh, it's also not one that many people at the time, I suppose, understood all that well. You know, I don't think your average bear in in England or America at the time really had a full on grasp on exactly what communism was, or, or Stalinism was, or authoritarianism mm-hmm. was. So, okay, fair enough. Let's do that in. Broad brush stroke, brush strokes with um, fucking animals, right? That simplifies it. That's like it's almost like a fable. Fair enough. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, since then people have thought to themselves, "Ooh, we can just tell any story and just put it in animals' mouths." And uh, mm-hmm. interesting, right? <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm gonna grab another one of these. Do you want some? Oh uh, yeah, that would be nice actually. Lower calories. 